0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.
0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Two-thirds of the earth is covered by water. The rest of it covered by Marshall and Lattimore. Fun fact for you. We're going to talk about Marshall and Lattimore's big day as well as all the big star performances that led to the New Orleans Saints win on Sunday against the Washington football team. We'll also take a look at two key elements up and down for the New Orleans Saints and why they're going to be a brand new team or at least looking like one after the bye week. We got all that. And a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints.
1: You are Locked On Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into this Victory Monday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making us your first listen here on the show, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter. Canal Street Chronicles, locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, unlocked on, on Saints. New Orleans Saints get the much needed victory that they needed to improve themselves to three and two ahead of the bye with a 33 to 22 victory in Landover, Maryland against the Washington football team. Let's talk about how they got that W because it comes down to the stars of this game Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Jameis Winston, as well as some other players around the offense. And of course, punter Blake Gilligan, who had a phenomenal day. But let's start off with on Lattimore, who I think was the best player on the field, period, when it comes to this game. Not just for the Saints, but for the Washington football team as well. This dude was absolutely insane. He only had one tackle in this game, but it's because he was busy not letting any passes get completed going his way. He had the one big crossing pattern that got away from him, a nice man-beating concept that gets you know Terry McLaurin over to the left sideline there. And of course, you're going to give up some yardage in those. But uh at one point had held Terry McLaurin going into the fourth quarter with only four catches for 45 yards. He had six passes defended in this game. Now, whether all of those end up being pass breakups, we'll find out, but six passes defended nonetheless, i.e., being responsible for six pass or six passing incompletions is a pretty remarkable day and a career high for the young cornerback who just got absolutely paid and is showing up to uh his pay status. And remember, he's doing all this still with a cast on his so He's basically doing all this one-handed as well. And I'll tell you, five of the major third down incompletions that took place throughout this game for the Washington football team, Marshawn Lattimore was in coverage or at least near that coverage, even if he wasn't primary there. I mean, he had a phenomenal day and I truly think, and I'm excited to go back and we'll do what we did last week to where we broke down a few big plays that Pete Werner put on tape. We'll do the same thing for Film Watch Wednesday, where we'll break down a couple of plays from Marshawn Lattimore's day, because I think Marshawn Lattimore legitimately, now I'm young, but I think that Marshawn Lattimore legitimately put together one of the best days by a cornerback I've seen in the modern football era. And again, I'm young, so there might be some things that I haven't seen and stuff like that, but my goodness, was he remarkable. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to going back through, but he absolutely deserves sort of the defensive MVP of this game. And over on the offensive side, Jameis Winston in this game started off Rough. He threw the interception. Andres Pete in the midst of sort of getting pushed back, stepped on Jameis's foot as he was letting the ball go. But Jameis still taking full responsibility for it, saying he should have put some more oomph in that pass because if he would have gotten that to Taysom Hill instead of it being underthrown and picked off by the uh, Washington Football Team linebacker, there that could have been a really big gain, maybe even some points on the board for the New Orleans Saints. So he took a lot of responsibility for that. He also got stripped in one sack by Chase Young. Chase Young's first sack of the season coming against the New Orleans Saints, punching the ball away. And I don't think Jameis did anything wrong there. That was just a good play by Chase Young, but something to watch because the, you know, fumbles while getting sacked have been a big deal for both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill under center. So something to really, uh, I don't even want to say to look at because it's the first time that we've seen it, even though it's not like Jameis Winston hasn't been getting hit so far this season with the injured offensive line. So it's not really anything that I'm concerned about, but what was nice to see was him bounce back from that Two early turnovers for the Saints and then Jameis Winston and this New Orleans Saints offense coming out and scoring 33 points, basically putting up five touchdowns where two missed extra points in this one. Cody Parkey probably staying in uh, Landover, Maryland. I don't know if he's making the trip back to New Orleans, but he probably ain't going to make it to the bye week. But it it was a remarkable day for uh, for, for this New Orleans Saints offense who opened up the passing game a little bit in terms of volume. 30 passes for Jameis Winston. Now he only completed 15 of those, just 50%. A lot of numbers would skew towards you, assuming that the Saints lost this game. They lost big time in uh, time of possession, big time in the first down race, big time in uh, completion percentage, but they won on the scoreboard. That's all that matters. A big 72-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Harris, longest completion of Jameis Winston's career and a big-time touchdown to open up scoring for the New Orleans Saints. He then had two more touchdowns to Marquez Calloway, including a 49-yard Hail Mary at the end of the uh, first half, which... Sean Payton and Alvin Kamara, Marquez Calloway, James Winston all talked about after the game that they practiced those Hail Marys. There's very specific assignments of what they're supposed to do. Marquez Calloway actually going out of assignment. He was the backside guy on that play. So he's usually the guy that's standing back there in case there's a jump ball or, or excuse me, a tip ball or a tip drill. Instead, he got there first. So he was the jumper and he ended up reeling it in uh, because James Winston apparently hit the, uh, the receivers all hit their landmarks and James Winston hit the spot where they wanted to throw, which is about four. Uh, four yards into the end zone, sort of in line there, up the seam effectively is what they called it the sidewalk, Alvin Kamara did. Uh, well executed, and they were able to come down with it. And the second touchdown pass to Marquez Callaway later on in the game after a scoreless third quarter for the Saints, you ended up having this great man-beating concept over on the left side. The Saints lined up with trips over on the left. It's the idea is to go, and if you see three cornerbacks over there, over each of those wide receivers, you know you're in man. So you're running that route and you're running that combination to sort of swing Marquez Callaway under the other two receivers, sort of create a pair of picks there for the offensive, or excuse me, for the de, uh, defensive back. If it's man coverage, you're going to that side. If it's zone coverage, you're going over to Alvin Kamara in the swing over in the flat. So you can see a lot of trust there in terms of making the read pre-snap and knowing where to go with the ball. And there's even a post-snap read depending upon how the defensive back reads the play. A defensive back goes over the top then the idea is to go back shoulder to Marquez Callaway. If the defender comes underneath, then the idea is to go over the top to Marquez Callaway. The defender went over the top, so they went back shoulder. Routine, easy practice day catch for the two. And then there was a nice play action boot leg that went out to the right side. It was a fake handoff to Alvin Kamara and then a dump off to Alvin Kamara with the motion over there. And he ends up getting into the end zone to put the game away. So a fantastic set of touchdowns here. And uh, really, really phenomenal day in the passing game for the New Orleans Saints. We also put up some yardage in the in the run game as well. A little bit more balance toward this one, although you were really looking at only about eight rushes early on in this game throughout the majority of it. So maybe a little bit more active in the run game would be nice, maybe overcorrecting into the passing game a bit much. But hey, you get away with the win here nonetheless. And then Blake Gilligan is a big reason for that. The In a day around the NFL where kickers were not Good. I mean, you saw five straight missed field goals in the Bengals and Packers game that went down to the wire there in overtime. You saw 11 missed extra points, two of which by Cody Parkey of the New Orleans Saints all across the NFL today. But Blake Gilligan not filing himself under those kickers. He's over here worried about his punter responsibilities. Five punts, 53.6 yards per punt, three of which inside the five with a long of 60, had a 60-yard punt go out of bounds at the one-yard line, a 60-yard uh, coffin corner punt. Just an incredible, incredible performance by the young punter who was iced, uh, sort of kept on ice and hidden away all of last year. He got himself a game ball, according to Coach Sean Payton. So those three players, a big reason for the New Orleans Saints coming out with a win here. And then, of course, all those other players we talked about, Deontay Harris, who had the big touchdown, Marquez Calloway, Alvin Kamara, each with two touchdowns. And then, of course, we'll talk about more players all throughout the week and their individual performances that led to this win for the New Orleans Saints. But next, I want to get into some key elements up and down for the New Orleans Saints, some things that they will very likely be paying attention to going into this bye week. Three and two, advantageous for the New Orleans Saints as they'll be coming out of that bye week, heading to Seattle to play against the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson expected to be out at least four weeks, some estimations being six to nine. So New Orleans Saints in a good position here. What do they need to adjust over the course of the bye-week? We'll talk about that next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about Direct TV Stream, which has helped me get my TV together. Now I had somebody tell me, Hey Ross, don't oversell these ads and make it feel like you've, yo know, it was just so hard to live without it. Let me tell you something, it was hard to live without direct TV stream. That that ain't no joke at all because I had a whole bunch of places where I was logged into a bunch of things, a bunch of apps to do all a bunch of different stuff. Now I don't have to worry about any of that because direct TV stream has all of it. Live sports, my favorite TV shows, my favorite movies, all in one place. And I can go seamlessly in between them without having to switch out of one app into another. Don't have to worry about any of it. Direct TV Stream helps you get your TV together, Help me get my life together when it comes to my television. So I want you to go ahead and check it out, though. Don't just take my word for it. Check it out for yourself and try it out and get more information over at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Best thing about direct TV stream, by the way, is that if you don't like it, no sweat at all, because there are no annual contracts. Doesn't get any better than this. Y'all go and check them out. directtv.com. compatible device is required and content varies by package.
0: TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax live.
2: Hey family, it's Locked On Saints. Your host here, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. thanks as always for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're here with you and for you across free and on all platforms, including on YouTube. Hey, how you doing? Uh, all right. So I want to talk about some key elements here because we talked about sort of the individual performers that helped to lift the Saints to victory in this game. I mean, you know, I could shout out a couple of Washington football team players as well, like Taylor Heineke making some bad decisions and, and stuff like that. But I want to talk about the defense as a whole here particularly in one specific area. So this is where I'm kind of stock up on the New Orleans Saints. and something that's been working really, really well for them. They came into this game against the Washington football team, allowing a touchdown on red zone present—excuse uh, me, red zone possessions, only 33% of the time that was tied for best in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills, who'd be playing Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's kicking off in a little bit as I'm recording this, but the New Orleans Saints didn't necessarily hold to that same rate. They allowed 40% this time, two touchdowns in five red zone possessions. But still fantastic defense in the red zone for the Saints, but they struggled against that big time last year. They finished 28th in the NFL last year with over 56%. I think it might have actually been over 60% last year in terms of allowing touchdowns on red zone possessions. And they struggled quite a bit with it early on in the season. I remember that there was a point where there were something like 11 touchdowns allowed out of 12 red zone possessions through the first couple of weeks. It was a big-time deal for that defense, and they have gotten so much better in that situation, including a healthy amount of takeaways in the red zone. Paul Sanadipo has two on his own this season. He got another interception today against the Washington football team on the one-yard line. That's his second red zone interception and his second career interception so far in a game where he actually ended up getting kind of swapped out with Bradley Roby. The broadcast talking about Bradley Roby picking up a bigger role over the next couple of weeks, and, you know, uh, David—excuse me, David Onyemata— Paulson Adebo said, mm, nope, don't forget about me here. And it ended up picking off that pass. It was absolutely served on a platter to him, by the way, by Taylor Heineke. Terrible, terrible pass and a terrible decision to throw that pass. Uh, so Paul Adebo gets the interception at the goal line, but the Saints also force a bunch of field goals over touchdowns while in the red zone. Uh, if the red zone field goals were touchdowns, then this game would have been 33 to 30 and then had the interception that Paulson Adebo had in the red zone not been intercepted and that would have led to points that would have either meant a tie game or the Washington football team ahead 37 to 33 by the end of this so the red zone defense was such a huge and enormous part of this New Orleans Saints win and they did a very good job clamping up as the uh, as, as the offense continued to get into striking distance and that happened early and often against this defense because of those early turnovers early two first red zone possessions there but the Saints only allowing six points out of that They did a really, really good job there. And that was a huge, huge part of their success in this game. Next, I want to get to kind of where I'm stocked down on the New Orleans Saints a little bit, something you want to see them address over the course of the offseason. Um, Third quarter offense has not been great for the New Orleans Saints. Now, let's be fair. They've only possessed the ball out of the half in terms of receiving the second half kickoff two out of these five games. So that probably has something to do with it. But the Saints have been outsnapped so far S- going into this game 63 of 47 plays in the third quarter over the course of the first five games. This game, no different, outsnapped 10 plays to 21 plays. So that means that they're at now 84 uh, to 57 in terms of being outsnapped in the third quarter. And it doesn't stop there. The Saints also, uh, at this point, they've possessed the ball the least amount in the third quarter so far when it comes to their first, second, third, and fourth quarter splits. And then their passer rating is at the lowest so far, just over 79 in the third quarter, which is the lowest quarter in their splits for passer ratings. And this game, no different. 39.3 passer rating by Jameis Winston in the third quarter against the Washington football team, and then only had 10 plays for three minutes and 12 seconds against the Washington football team, which means the Washington football team had the time of possession one in the third quarter, 11 minutes and 48 minutes. That is a huge discrepancy between those two, and this can become a little bit of an issue. Now, the New Orleans Saints defense, in part with the red zone defense that we just talked about, only allowed three points in the third quarter, so good for the New Orleans Saints there, but that could have been... Uh, that's not always going to be the case, right? The defense is not always going to be able to hold off all those points when you're giving them all of those plays and all of that possession time in the third quarter. So the Saints very much looking to get better in the third quarter. And I do think that some of the players returning will help them do that because you can script some of those plays coming into the third quarter with your first possession, whether you're getting it from the kickoff or you're getting it leading into you know your, your next possession. If you get a defensive stop or you even get the kickoff after a score, whatever it might be with that first possession in the third quarter, you can script those just like you would at the beginning of a game. So when you have players like Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith and your offensive line all back, that should allow you to be a little bit more comfortable in getting that done. And that's exactly where we're going to go next, because I want to talk about these injuries because the New Orleans Saints have the ability to be an entirely new team by the time that they arrive in Seattle. And of course, the next couple of weeks over the course of that or following the bye week So let's talk about exactly who those players are and what it means to the New Orleans Saints. As we continue on and wrap up this victory Monday episode of locked on saints. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about our friends over at built bar, built the best tasting protein bar on the market. Apple almond crisp is a limited edition flavor. That is back as well as strawberry puff. If you like the marshmallow puff bars and the absolute best built bar that's out there outside of my favorite being mint brownie. The other one, uh, uh, Churro puff. It's like a cinnamon sugar marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. There's just nothing better than all that. Think s'mores, but uh, with protein, with high protein. I mean, it's fantastic. So go and check them out. Uh, 17, 18 grams of protein, four or five grams of sugar, net carbs, 130, 180 calories. You just can't beat this, y'all. It's fantastic flavor, the protein that you need without all of the sugar and all the things that are going to drag you down throughout the day. And it just tastes fantastic. Does not taste like uh, you know, you're eating cardboard or whatever these other you know protein bars might taste like. So go and check them out over at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked fifteen L O C K E D one five so you can get fifteen percent off of your next order over at BuiltBar.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: let's get it who that nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints with a quick look at how this new orleans saints team is going to be completely different by the time that they come back from their bye week so the new orleans saints not back in action until week seven uh, as they travel to seattle that game will be on october 25th it's a monday night football game there and there's no russell wilson there it's going to be geno smith led the seattle defense has been absolutely atrocious so far this season so the saints do have the opportunity to to go there and pull off a win. But a big part of it is going to come down to their health. Just how healthy are they? Well, in this game against the Washington football team, they piled on some additional injuries. They had uh, Deontay Harris end up leave this game, leaving this game with a hamstring injury, uh, both Taysom Hill. while well, Taysom Hill ended up being ruled out of this game as well after taking a brutal shot to the head. There was a photo of him leaving the team facility or leaving the, you know, wherever it was that he was leaving. They caught a photo of him as he was getting out of there, but he looked, you know, in good spirits. He was walking. He was sitting upright on the, uh, on the cart as they brought him off and everything, but it just looked really not great. And I, I know that the idea of the NFL, what they love to say is that they're trying to get those hits out of football, but it's going to be really hard to do that as we've seen as they have not, in fact, gotten those hits out of football. So whatever. but. Either way, Taysom Hill looks to be doing okay, so we hope that he is is all right because that was a bit of a scary shot. But he was also a big part of this New Orleans Saints game plan. Remember, the Washington football team struggled mightily against Cordero Patterson, who lined up all around the offense for the uh, Atlanta Falcons last week in their game against the Washington football team last week. Taysom Hill was sort of being used the same way. He had already had a couple of receptions or a reception, a couple of targets, but a, a reception from out wide. He had been targeted in the slot. So many of all of those things. So look, uh, it stunk to lose Taysom Hill in this game when he was such a huge part of the game plan. But hopefully, again, he's well and able to get back as soon as possible. Dwayne Washington also went out with an injury in this one. And Andrus Pete was also sidelined for a little while, but ended up making his way back to the game. But when it comes to the Saints, even getting those pieces back with the two weeks here in between games, although helpful doesn't really change the complexity of what we or the complexion rather of what we've seen so far this season it's the other injuries that could potentially be coming back after this this bye week Uh, listen to this list of players that can return that will be eligible to return either already are or will be eligible by the time that they get to seattle Uh, wide receiver michael thomas he will have served all six games that he needed to be out on the physically unable to perform excuse me six weeks the bye week does count towards that so he'll be eligible to come back against Seattle, so too will Traquan Smith, uh, linebacker Quan Alexander, cornerback Ken Crawley, uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport, kicker Will Lutz, you can't get him back soon enough, and then tight end Nick Vanette, and then one week after that, going into the week eight matchup on Halloween, up against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New Orleans, David Onyemata will be eligible to come back as well, so this New Orleans Saints team has the ability to be the best that it has been so far this season. In the weeks coming out of the bye week, now I don't expect everything to click right away in Seattle, even if you get the majority of those pieces back, right? And that includes guys like Taysom Hill and and, and Deontay Harris, who have both played large roles in wins against Seattle in recent years. It's not just about all of them coming back. It's about them getting into rhythm and all of that too. So it might take a little bit of time, but either way, this New Orleans Saints team has not yet been the best that it can be and we're finally to that bye week that 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 area of the calendar that we kept pointing to and saying that's when things change for this New Orleans Saints team and when you get all of these players back it is going to be such a huge difference for the Saints those third uh, those uh, third quarter woes that we just talked about all of a sudden become hopefully a thing of the past when you can just look to Michael Thomas whenever you need to you know generate some offense or manufacture some offense to help you out when you have you know a team that you know, is, is struggling right now or or did struggle in this game to convert on third downs. Michael Thomas helps you with that. Traquan Smith helps you with that. You get these offensive linemen back. I didn't even mention Eric McCoy and Teron Armstead, who could potentially be coming back in the next couple of weeks as well. They're not on injured reserve or on physically unable to perform list. They just haven't been practicing because of their injury. So they could potentially be coming back as well. And then you get the full offensive line, you get all these weapons back over on the offensive side, and you get Quan Alexander back on the defense. Although Pete Werner, who had 13 tackles and led the team, had another phenomenal week this week. I still think that's Quan Alexander's job once he comes back, but I think you're going to see a lot more of these other linebackers all over the place that give you a ton of energy on this defensive side. So I think that this New Orleans Saints team did exactly what it needed to do today in their win on Sunday against the Washington football team to set themselves up for the Best possible scenario moving forward beyond the bye week. So we'll see how quickly players like Taysom Hill, um, Dwayne Washington, Deontay Harris are able to make their way back after being injured today. But then we'll also be keeping a close eye on this other long list of players that could potentially be making their return in the weeks coming after the bye week. This bye week I thought was going to be too early for the New Orleans Saints when we first saw it on the schedule. Now it's just in time. All right, y'all. So much more to talk through in this win for the New Orleans Saints. We'll continue to break it down tomorrow. We'll get into the numbers, more individual performances. Want to talk a little bit more about the offensive line, the defensive line, and so much more in this game that we didn't get to get to today. So make sure you come back for that tomorrow. We'll also break it down further and film watch Wednesday, and then we'll wrap up the week and then get into the bye week here. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the programming that we have coming up next week as well, because we'll have some exciting interviews coming up to start off the week next week. So lots of good stuff coming up here on Locked on Saints. So make sure that we are your first listen every day to make sure that you're getting everything you need for the New Orleans Saints. And of course, for your second listen, go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Get all the NFL news that you need from around the league in less than 30 minutes with Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson. I appreciate y'all as always for being here. Let me know how you're feeling after this win below in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, you know, you can always find me on Twitter for everything in between. The right place to go is always at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.